The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. It is so great to be back. Have you ever suffered from being too emotional, physically overwhelmed around people? Have you ever been stuck, not known what to do next? You try to get more and more information so you could choose where to live, which partner, which job, what, which what. You couldn't make a decision no matter how much information you got. If you've ever had a problem with the dreaded adrenal fatigue, wait, due to excessive empathy, as they say, today's your day because we're going to discuss how do I access my intuition and then... What do I do with my health once I get it? Today's world, it's very common to see people saying they're empaths. I'm an empath. You're an empath. We're all empaths. But then we're sick, anxious, phobic, allergic empaths. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to ramp up your intuition and pay attention to what it's saying. I'm going to teach you how to access it, but understand when you're not listening, when you are, and how to handle the fallout in your body. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada. Remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. You can get the show on your favorite podcast provider provider, as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. We are an information junkie culture. 
You got the cell phones. You got the iPads. You know, we're surfing on the web. We're surfing on the Apple iCloud. We're always on the damn cloud, for God's sakes. What? How do we decide what to watch on TV? How do we decide what text to pick up next? Intuition. With all this information, how do we make a correct decision with information overload? Intuition is a capacity to make a correct decision with insufficient information or too much information. We all have access to intuition. It's an area in our brain that's related to hunches. It's also an area associated with bonds, attachment, attaching to someone else. It's also associated with fear, anxiety, anger, love. The, the key is, how does it get warped? Why do some people see more intuitive than others, or at least on the surface? And how does intuition make us sick? For one, let's just know that your body is, your brain is like a Pac-Man. The top is the sensor, the mute button on intuition. The bottom is your intuition, your feelings, your emotion, spirituality, and sex. All your senses, seeing, hearing, feeling, smell, and taste, funnel down into your temporal lobe so you can remember them, your body can remember them, but they can also form intuition. So for every sense, you have an intuitive sense. So for vision, you have clairvoyance. For hearing, you have clairaudience. For body feeling, you have clairsentience. For smell, you have clear smell. And for taste, you have clear taste. So how many senses do we have? Somebody in the back goes, six. <coughs> Wrong. You have 10, at least 10. Five earthbound senses, five intuitive, 10. Then you got the body dealing with because you have five emotions, fear, anger, sadness, love and joy. And then you can't talk about them on earth. They go down to your body and they talk instead through body emotions, body intuition. Your body will let you know when something is going on that you're trying to block. You're trying to block you're blocking the intuition because you want to keep the family the same. You want to keep a relationship the same. You want to keep money the same, job the same, your relationship with the kids and the parents the same, the same, the same, the same. We are animals. Last time I checked, we are animals that want to keep things the same. And we're afraid that things are changing. The older we get, the less we want to change. Intuition asks us to change things. And so, it will let you know when something's different about this family, something's different about this relationship, the money, the work, and so on. The thing is, I'm not saying you just throw out the relationship, you kick the kid underneath the curb, and so on. It just tells you there's a change. If you have 
an interest, a conflict of interest. Oh, no, I don't want to change that person. I don't want to go back on the dating scene. You won't listen to that intuition. So it will have to scream louder, louder, louder. And it will probably talk through your body. So that's body intuition. So there's at least seven different forms of them. Then multiply how many organs are in that center. You know, there's infinite numbers. Some people speak fluent bowel. Some people speak fluent vagina, fluent testicles. I mean, you know, so that's another whole set of intuition there. However, majority of us have the outer world like that plane flying by. And we have sights and symbols outside of us. Jung talked about this. The world talks to us through symbols in our dreams or in the environment that let us know that something needs to change. You might have every time you see that person who's bad for you, you might hear a crow. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> or every time you try to go see that boyfriend or girlfriend, you see a dead snake by the side of the road. Just a sign? A coincidence? I think not. So those are those are signs. And that's another form of intuition. It's a symbol. Whether it's in your dream or wakefulness title, that's the Aborigines. They say that wakefulness, when we're awake, we're really in a dream state, and so on and so on. However, if you're a person who's had a traumatic history growing up, your brain and body gets changed. It gets altered. The more crises you have in your life, the more, oh, I don't know, porousness or sensitivity you get, it's easier to access your intuition. You're leaky, like Swiss cheese. Your amygdala is more active in your brain, body memories, body reactivity. You're more likely to have allergies, food intolerances, um, spasmy bowel, pelvic pain, um, anxiety, panic, phobias, and so on and so on. You're more likely to have irritability, be sensitive to things in the environment, light, sound, hypervigilance. And over time, you, over time, you might avoid people, places, things. And your way of handling intuition and intuitive porousness that may have developed more from a childhood that was difficult or an adulthood that was traumatic was that you might try to sequester yourself, live up in the hills somewhere or in the desert where there are vortexes. Why you'd ever want to live next to a vortex? I have no idea. People move out in the middle of Sedona because they want to be closer to the vortex. I think you'd get sucked in, but that's just my personal opinion. I wouldn't want to be there. I'd fall in. Suffice it to say, you don't have to be near a place to be intuitive. We all have frontal lobes that censor it, but it's through a wrinkle, a trauma, a tragedy, that you lose parts of your sensor, your frontal lobe, that you can actually hear, feel other people's thoughts. And they'll get under your skin. You'll find out you get rashes, you'll get irritable, you get headaches. When you're at work or there's politics at work, 
you start to feel sick around people who are superficial and not deep. You'll tend to get sick or tired or exhausted or achy when people around you aren't spiritual. Then you'll get a sense that when people don't like you, you'll get digestive problems or allergies. You'll also get to sense when people are critical of you or they don't like you or they don't respect you and so on and so on. It's only by a wrinkle of biology that you get a bird's eye view or, I don't know, a bird's ear view, ear view of their thoughts. Think about it. Have you ever met someone who's intuitive who, you know, said, starts telling you your thoughts? It kind of wigs you out, doesn't it? <laughs> no one likes anybody to read them. But you can't help it, can you? The key is, AA says, what other people think of me is none of my business. In the end, we have to learn to stress tolerance. Tolerance. Whether it's learning how to handle someone who's a race different from us, a uh, belief different from us, or even has thoughts that are different from us when we're intuitively poor, sensitive, or empathic. The key is, by a wrinkle of fate, you can feel that someone doesn't like you. And, or by a wrinkle of fate, you're near people who aren't as deep or spiritual as you. Sometimes depth is overrated. I'm going to write a book called Superficial Healing. The point of the matter is, is a lot of people who have food intolerances, immune system problems, just happen to be very intuitive. And you have to learn emotional regulation. You also have to learn how to express the intuition at the right time, right amount of words to the right person, so you don't get emotional incontinent and diarrhea. It's not about getting access to the intuition. It's like baseball, catching it and then throwing it back home. What do you do with the intuition when you get it? How effective and loving you are? It's just as important as getting it. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and this show is about how do I access intuition. Remember now, we're taking your calls at 816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. Remember, we're live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, and you can get this show on your podcast. We will go to line one, Angela 54. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hello. Thank you, Dr. Mona Lisa. I'm calling to ask you about my body condition, and I can relate to everything you've said today. What's your central um, condition? Because we don't, I don't have a time to do a whole, well, actually, private reading because we're not private. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, you, want, you don't want people all over the world to know about, you know, all the, what is your basic problem? Basic, I have a question about um, and my esophagus, if there is an okay, issue. Hold on, and... Okay, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't say any more. I just said basic. Okay. Okay. Um, the first thing I see is you're a great person, and like many people who are very intuitive, you have a great capacity to see someone's best, best potential. You can see, in, in essence, 
their future potential. But you have a hard time doing something called paradox. You can see the potential, but you have a hard time seeing who they are now at the same time. So in other words, you know, you put a blind eye to their difficult side. You see the potential, but not their problems acquiring it. Do you understand what I mean, Angela? Yes. And that will bite you in the butt. Uh, the, I can't say that. It will bite you in the foot. <laughs> mm. Okay? And that would be a great skill if you were a therapist, a counselor, a coach. But it would be a difficult thing in a relationship or, in essence, a business owner. Because you might hire or mate with people who tend to be not the best. They're great at first, but then over time, not so much. I see someone in particular who tends to have a lot of problems, and you're a great champion of them. But over time, you begin to realize this person has some rough edges. They have outbursts and panic. They have anger and panic at the same time. It's almost like they're an injured animal from the pound. You carry them as if they're your own. But the problem is, you don't know how to protect your heart around them. And so as a result, you hold them to your heart and your, their anger comes into your heart intuitively. I understand that every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment. But every illness has an emotional, intuitive component. Angel, who do you live with? Um, my husband. And do you have children? No. Never had children? That's correct. How long have you been married? Over 20 years. Is it true that you're somebody who tends to um, see someone's potential and tend to see them in their best light? Yes. Okay. So anybody that you love, if I asked you a question about them, you would have difficulty telling me their difficult qualities, right? See, there's a long pause. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say, you're yes. Demonstrating, <laughs> you're demonstrating the problem. There was like three, two, one. You understand? The longer you waited to answer the question, the more likely the answer is yes or we. <laughs> or see, depending on what country you're from. Do you understand? <laughs> I know I'm getting you to laugh because it's not funny because... People who are intuitive, right, they tend to have fear or anxiety. So when someone near them is angry, they get anxious, especially if they love them. Do you get it? Yeah. So if you love them, you can't get angry at them because you only see the best part of them. And when they get angry, you get anxious and it goes right into your body. 
Do you get what I'm saying? So you yeah. could be married Mahatma Gandhi, someone who apparently never got angry, although I, though we think we have no idea what Mrs. Gandhi, you know, Mrs. Gandhi is not going to say, the guy was a bastard, you have no idea what it was like to live with that man. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to say that because he's an icon. My point is, is that you would have a very difficult time because you wouldn't want to make this person angry because he is your stash for love, right? And security. Got it? Yes. Give me one negative quality about your husband. Impatience. Say that again. Uh, Impatience. Good. Impatience is what emotion? Fear, anger, sadness, love, or joy? We're going to remove love and joy. Because when a person's impatient, they're not being loving and joying or joyful, whatever the word is. So is it fear, anger, or sadness when a person's impatient? Anger. There you go. You just won the canned ham basket. I'm kidding. You do not give <laughs> ham away from Unity Online Radio. They just do not give ham away. They have a they have a thing against it. So how often does he get impatient? Frequently. There you go. So if I said beforehand, your husband tends to be irritable or angry, and that makes you anxious and that affects your body, you would have said, no, not my husband. Do you understand? Yeah. I had to back in a certain way. How many years that took me to learn how to do? <laughs> can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> After several blow-ups and snafus, I'm going to go next to your physical body. It'll take me half a minute, okay? I look at okay. your head. At times I see 54, huh? Dizziness, vertigo, and imbalanced feeling in your head. Something different about your hair. Hair within our... I can't figure out if you've lost some hair. Your hair is thinner than it used to be or what that is. I look at your yes. neck. That's, that's a yes. We'll put you down a yes for the hair? Yes. Okay. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see an increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland. I see decreased height, decreased bone density, a tendency. I see that your spine tends to curve forward in your thoracic or mid-back area behind your heart. I look at your heart. At times, I wonder whether it feels like there's fluttering in your chest. I wonder if at times it feels like your heart skips a beat, adds a beat. I wonder if that runs in your family, especially with your mother. I look at your left lung, right lung, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. This is concerning because you complain about your esophagus. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix, if you still have them. I see a capacity for urinary frequency, urgency. I'm not going to even ask about the reproduction. 20 years of somebody married without getting pregnant. I think there's a little story in there, but we're not going to get into it. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I see a capacity for lateral curvature in your thoracic and lumbar spine. I've already talked about the loss of height. 
I see nervousness in certain situations, crowds, closed in spaces. At times I see a pain, discomfort underneath your rib cage. It's associated with anxiety. You have to be very careful. You have to go to a doctor and find out. You have to get a workup for heart, for digestion, to make sure it's not one or the other. Can you please tell me your health concerns? My left foot and lower back, like, seeming maybe sciatica. Have you lost height? No. Everything else is a yes on everything else you said, though. Let me ask you a question. How long have you had problems with your left foot and sciatica? Going on 18 months. Okay. Do you have a curvature in your spine? Not that I'm aware of. What was your mother's health like? Um, she did have that. And a back surgery. Okay. There's, there's a spinal issue. Because it feels like it's not just, I mean, obviously sciatica, little, you know, your left foot, L4, L5. I mean, let's call it a day. However, it feels like a spinal issue. And your mother, it feels like it's genetic. You got to see a spinal doctor. You know what I'm saying? An orthopedic. But okay. let me ask you a question. You've had your bone density checked? Yes, just entered osteoporosis. Say that again? Yes, in June, and my osteopenia went into osteoporosis. Okay, so that's what I said. I said decrease height, decrease bone density. And you said no. And I started oh, well, when they base. I'm sorry. When they measure my height, I'm still the same. I know, but you still um, have a problem with bone density. Yes, I do. Because I'm sitting here going, if this woman doesn't have this, I'm going to eat this piece of paper, but I can't because it would make noise and I get in trouble with the tape. <laughs> so, so you're, you're absolutely right. Because So then that makes sense because there's something different about your spine, and that could explain why the foot with the leg and all that other stuff. you got to go to a spinal doctor. Do you get it? Okay. Yes, have I you do. Taken, have you taken magnesium to go, either get to sleep, stay asleep, or for calmness? No. Do you take calcium and magnesium or just magnesium? I do not take either except the daily vitamin. Okay. You need to talk to your doctor about calcium and magnesium to say the very least. However... You need to talk to get a workup with a um, heart doctor and an internist about that pain underneath your rib cage. That's my music. You know what that means? We got to go to break. You, um, but come back as we're talking about how do I access my intuition and what do I do when I get it? You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. All are welcome. 
We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. That's me. Today's show has been dedicated to solving the issue of how do I access my intuition. We have learned that there are a variety of ways in which we can get intuition. We have five earthbound senses and five intuitive senses. Then we have medical intuition in our body. And then we have all kinds of sources outside of us in nature. And we have higher power and we have guides in nature and so on and so on. If you want to know more about how to handle this or any other mind, body, soul concern, consider going to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One. If you want a private reading, you haven't been able to get online today for private one or two hour reading, go to www.drmonalisa.com www.drmonalisa.com coming up in October I will be doing a class in Knoxville Tennessee with Sarah Griscom a amazing Maori healer it is Maori medical intuition mysticism weekend for more information go to www.drmonalisa.com or call 207-846-6400 Seven five. It is an amazing, amazing experience. We will go to line two. Tara, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hey, Dr. Mona Lisa. I actually hey, went you? to your um, Knoxville last year. I was oh in your God. course. It's going to be. It was again, wonderful. This, this time it's going to be on the farm by the river. Oh, awesome! Awesome. Yeah, you talked about the farm last time. I would yes, love to, yes. I'll look I'm into very, it. I'm very, very excited. I will not be putting up the tent. I have what they call a little bit of a back problem. But there will no. be 10 people coming in. <laughs> and there will, be, there will be singing, there will be dancing, and there will be teaching. But how can I be of help, Tara? So your um, subject is right on what I've been struggling with myself. And I actually even think I heard part of this podcast before it even started today. Like I heard you count down three, two, one. And then it was, it's interesting, little blurbs of it. And I'm, my intuition is trying to work really well with me. I know it. And also my higher power. And I just wondered if you can do a, like an overall reading, see how it's doing. And I'm overly sensitive, so it's hard for me. Like sometimes I'll hear my mom across the country. She's not even near me. But I can't get her voice out of my head sometimes because I get my psychic wires mixed up it seems like with the intuition so maybe you can give me a reading about that okay so there was a commercial on tv in the 60s it was called the memorex commercial and yeah live or memorex yes and there was a singer i can't remember who her name was but she was amazing and she would sing a very high note and this wine glass would burst and they would tape her singing that high note on Memorex tape, high fidelity. And then they would replay the tape. And, of course, again, the wine glass broke because it has resonance. The tape 
has the same vibration as the, the, the singer's voice. And so the next thing you know, they play the sounds of the voice and the glass breaks. And they say, which one is it? Is it the singer or is it Memorex? And the singer goes, I won't tell. <laughs> that's the point. The point of the matter is you say you hear your mother's voice across the country. Are you sure? Because this is the key. Resonance is very interesting. If you play the violin, you play any musical instrument, you can have a C, a, a regular C, and then you can have an octave over it. It's called an overtone. And then an octave over that. And there are people we meet we feel instant kin to because they've experienced things similar to us. We, quote, resonate with them. And then when they go through pain and suffering, we feel it in our body. We resonate with them. And we might even say, I feel for you because literally we do because our right brain picks up their pain their sadness it goes down via our brain stem through a nucleus called the nucleus ambiguous love that one other people just call it the the vagus everybody thinks vagus 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 it's like marsha 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 anyway <laughs> there's there's the vagus and there's nucleus ambiguous i personally like nucleus ambiguous better because it is it's true it's ambiguous Suffice it to say, then it goes down to the adrenal gland, produces epinephrine, cortisol, and a variety of other things. goes to every organ in our body, sympathetic and parasympathetic. I like the word sympathetic because it means we have empathy for that person. We pick up, we resonate with them. Your mother is going to end up being someday nine, ten feet under or however deep they bury bodies at that time. There will be people like her and you will pick them up you will hear your mother's voice in your head when they walk into the room and you will have to say to yourself why am I hearing my mother now and it's because they are like your mother they are a doppelganger they're a duplicate and so, yes, all of us have within us body memories, little, little grams, polygrams, or little sonograms, or, you know, any kind of imagery. You go down to the imagery department, any kind of major hospital, you have a sonogram, which is a picture made of vibrations you can have an mri a picture made of protons you can have an x-ray all of them are images you have images of your mother distributed widely in your brain and in your body and someone might oh i don't know touch you on your arm and that will remind you of the time your mother touched you that way and you will feel her the same thing when Something is going on in your life, and over and over again, your mother plays in your head. 
So you have to ask yourself, is that Memorex or is that your mother? I'll never tell. Do you understand when I look at you, I see that you tend to have people around you who are emotionally withdrawn, walled off, removed, somewhat cool and isolated. And this is very upsetting for you. And this has been replayed over and over in your life. At first you think they're great. And then you want more and then you want more. And it reminds me of trying to open up a can of tuna when all you have is a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> You're trying to open up the damn can. You can't get through to this person because you have it's just they're too sealed in there. This has replayed itself in relationships. Who do you live with, Tara? My cat. Right. Who was the last significant other you've had? Oh, forever ago. I've been dealing with some other issues that um, I didn't want one in, so maybe I wonder if I'm the one that walled off. Which parent was walled off, removed, and tight-lipped? A little on the cold side, as they say. Well, my mom's more like that, but I've been dealing with issues of my dad that was killed by his wife. And so I kind of feel like I'm getting mediumship information as well. Wait a minute. Related. Wait a minute now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, wait a minute. Your father, when you were how old? 11 years ago. Your father was killed by his who? Wife in the hospital. He was When he was in the hospital, he was killed by his wife. Yeah, she was caught, but they never prosecuted and I've been working on it ever since, but now I no, got no, the whole, no, no, I understand. No, 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 What was he in the yeah. hospital for? Well, he went in for hospital for tests. What was he suffering Stay on task. What was he suffering from? He had cancer before that, but he was having other issues, like he was getting woozy and things like that. Okay, it doesn't matter. So Wait he went in for tests. Wait a second. How old was he? He was 68. And I think what that the wife. Of, what kind? Forget about what you thought. What kind okay, of it was cancer? it was um, colon cancer uh, about in like four years prior. Had that it got better. Had it metastasized? No, they thought it was going to get better. They thought it was getting better. Okay, wait a minute. They thought it was going to get better, but it yeah. hadn't, it hadn't yet. Well, he was at the end of his medicine, but then. I believe she started giving him poison to put him and in the I hospital, you, no, and then. No, 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 no. Yeah. Holmes, hold on a second. I'm just trying to find out why some woman would random woman would come into the hospital and shoot somebody dead. She didn't shoot him. She did it tricky, and she wanted his money. I know, but I didn't say that. What I'm saying is, I'm just trying to find out why somebody would come into the hospital and kill somebody. He was suffering from cancer. He wasn't completely treated. Correct. Well, we were having trouble getting hard the, the, all the real facts in, but she stole everything at the end and was stealing while he was in the hospital. So she would take him to a little bit closer each death, each time, where it got to be um, impossible got, for him to get well through infections, wait a minute, you know? Wait a minute. And so how old were you when your mother and father got divorced? When my real mom and dad got divorced, I was 14. And this was his third wife. Who do you take after more, your mother or your father? My dad. My dad, absolutely. 
I look at your head. I see a pressure in your head area. I can't figure out if that's vascular, hormonal, or what that is. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. You don't like the dark. I can't figure out if you're scared of the dark. You're nervous about the dark. You don't like the dark. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. Changes in hormones didn't do well with you. I see an increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland, antibodies that make it hard for you to have stable thyroid function. I look at your heart. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. I see a red capacity for a red dotted pattern where your esophagus and stomach come together. I can't figure out if that's excess acid, something you took or take or drink. I just see a red dotted pattern there. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I wonder if there's something unique about your brain. Either you hit your head early in life and lost consciousness, or you have a unique learning style. You either have trouble with focus and attention, or something's unique about the way you learn. I wonder if you're very sensitive to noise, sound, and you're hypervigilant to noise and sound. I see fatigue, dragginess. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Well, those that I'm right. <laughs> the um... I do have a different learning style, but I also did get concussions before. And then, you know, some there, there's been some things, but I've also had a unique learning style. When I can what's learn your, on my own style, your, I learn great. How far did you go in school? Uh, through college. Through. Okay. Um, Let me explain something. You know, if you're a surgeon and you're parent goes into the OR, you're not allowed to go in. Did you know that? Yes. Good. I'm glad that. And that if you are a police investigator and one of your relatives is suspected of being murdered, you can't be in on the case. Right. They gave me the case after they closed it. I don't care. I'm saying yeah, I know that. They, good. I mean, I care, but it's irrelevant to that point, which is why would they not want a parent to be in or relative to be in the operating room with a loved one having surgery or have a police investigator be involved in the case of a relative who had a suspicious death. Why would that be? 
Because she paid him off. No. And the reason why not to go in the doctor's office is because no, 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 no. That's not what I asked. Why would they not want a relative person who's in the police to be involved in the investigation? You're the relative, and you were involved in the investigation. You want you looking at the records. The reason being, it makes it hard for you to resolve the death in your mind. Whether he was murdered or whether he died of natural case causes, it increases your chance toward getting sick soon. And it's called a complicated bereavement. Are you following me? Yes, I've been suffering from that for 11 years. This, your, your father's death occurred 11 years ago. Yes, and I've been under therapy for, for six. I finally found therapy. My point is, is that whatever happened to your father, though it doesn't feel fair, right, or just, sometimes the only way out of this is radical acceptance. It doesn't take the person or persons involved off the hook. But it's the only way out of suffering. Well, how do I do it when I feel like I'm being called to stand up as my... Can I tell you, you said life? you feel. You feel... No, it's like I know because it repeats no, 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 itself no, no, enough. No, 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 no. You said hurt. how... You asked me a question. And it's an important question about intuition. You said, how do I know since I feel caused? That feel is like an intuition. You have an intuitive sense that you feel called. The thing is is intuition is half your brain. Feelings and hunches are half your brain. The other half is left brain facts. You have to get facts. I have the facts. I just can't No, 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 no. I said you have to get facts to support that you are being called, and there are no facts. You don't have calls. You don't have facts. You only have intuition and hunches that you're being called. And, and, no matter how you look at any of the records, this is the true of a parent in the OR or a relative looking at papers, investigation papers. No matter how you look at them, they're going to be slanted and you're going to get sick. And your father wouldn't want that. Let's just say that it did happen, okay? Let's just say you're right, right? Right. Is justice on earth the only form of justice? It sure seems like it right no, now. I, no, 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 no. Once again, we do, once again, we do feelings again and seeming. The fact remains is you don't know it's the only form of justice. In fact, a lot of times it isn't. A lot of times the justice system does not, is not able to find justice. And so that's where, when intuition and facts fail us, we then have to have faith. Because every day all kinds of things happen that don't feel fair and just. We have all kinds of things in the news that happen 
that we will intuitively key in with empathy and with care and love to people's pain and suffering. What do we do then? People say, okay, don't watch the news. Oh, like that's going to prevent you from not intuitively keying into it. And the key is we have to have faith. Right in front of the areas that are important for intuition and hunches are faith. You have to have faith that if this individual did do it, Would you want to be that person right now? I definitely don't want to be here, but I don't want to set free either. Can I? Would you say that your father has a higher power, and would you agree you ain't it? I That's definitely a yes. agree I'm no, not that, it. No, 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 no. That's a yes or a no. And who made you as higher power? Once it's done, it's done. You are very, I, my heart, I can't say my heart goes out to you, but then I won't have a heart. That's important. You, can, you cannot <laughs> say my heart goes out to you. So it got you to laugh. This is extremely <laughs> distressful. I did, that was intuitive error number 16B. Do not say <laughs> my heart goes out to you because then you'll be walking around. That's an empathic error right there. You can't say that. My I can't say that either because I have these problems. I get sick from intuition. I know people know my story. I'm like a nightmare <laughs> over here. Yeah. However, suffice it to say, I care for you. Thank you. And I can hear your pain. <laughs> I do not know what it's like to be you. And all I have is my faith. I have people call me from all over the world and tell me the most horrific, horrific things. And I get married for them. They're like, gee, why do you sound so angry? I'm like, I'm angry for you! <laughs> like, I'm angry, I'm being angry for you! And then I get sick. That doesn't help. That's intuitive error 6C. So then, then that doesn't happen. That doesn't work either. Because I have a light, I have rods in my spine. You know, the rods, they collect, you know, electricity. And I think that they fry organs because I'm running out of them. But suffice it to say, so I can't get angry for them. I can't feel for them. I can't send my heart for them. And neither can anybody else when they access your intuition. How do you handle it? You then have faith that the person that you're, Sensing their pain and suffering. That you pray that there are higher powers helping them. Because that's all that I have. And that you pray that they have, and you do, sounds like you have access to help. Good help. Quality help. Good help. And... I know that you have a good heart. That you're not doing this out of malice. You're doing it out of deep love for your father. It doesn't yeah. come from a bad place. It comes from a good place. Suffice it <laughs> to say, if it comes from a good place, I'd ha if that woman did do something, you've got to understand that you've got friends in high places then. I know. 
they've come to talk to me. So, well, why are you worried? Because faith is the universal antidote for anxiety and worry. You know that George Michael song, you got to have faith? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can't sing. I'm serious. All faith aside, all, I, I can't remember what that phrase was, all mirth or all... Jokes. That's it. All jokes aside. <laughs> in the end, intuition is associated with anxiety, but in the end, the antidote is faith and acceptance. That in the end, you connect with someone's pain. You can warn them. You get help for them like Lassie. And then you pray to their higher power and you know you ain't it. Because you can't go in the operating room with them. And you're not a Yeah, but the higher doctor. power came to talk did to me. Just, I really know my dad talked to did me. You, I know, but did you just say but? I did say but. Yeah, well, you just said but. Because I'm not his just, higher power, but no, I want to be his no, legs down here. Well, you just say but. You're just saying everything <laughs> I just said was garbage. And I know you didn't mean that. No, that's not nice true. Lady. No. I know, I know you didn't because you're a nice person. Yeah. The thing is, is yeah, you got information and... It's information, you just tabulate it, you write it down and wait, await further information. However, just because you get information, a friend of mine is fascinating. She's wealthier than, she's got more money than I don't know who. She got, once she got my visa bill, because her P.O. box is like one letter off mine, she opens it and she realized it wasn't her bill. Did she pay it? No. <laughs> <laughs> just because Sorry. I know that's my point just because you get information about someone's life doesn't mean you have to do something about it you get information about it it's not necessarily yours to solve that's what intuition is all about you get the information like baseball you get the ball and you throw it home all the best I want to thank you for thank you into your day you've been listening to healthy living intuitively I'm Dr. Mona Lisa Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.